Welcome to Third Floor Views, where we at Chesapeake Family Life talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Janet Jefferson. Today, we are at Chesapeake Family Life Magazine office talking with staff about how to go greener. We all want to leave the world a better place for our kids, but being a parent is hard. And sometimes that disposable coffee cup or plastic snack baggie is the lifeline to my survival. What are some creative, easy ideas on how to be more environmentally friendly? What behavior changes are easier to make than maybe we think? What hurdles do we have to overcome to get that electric car or install those solar panels? To discuss these challenges and their solutions are the staff members of Chesapeake Family Life. And if you could each, as we're going around having our discussion, just introduce yourself, say a little bit about who you are and some of your ideas. So Claire, do you want to start and... What do you do at your house to reduce or reuse or recycle? Okay, well, like Janet said, I'm Claire. And actually, it's a twofer because I was inspired by Genevieve's Design on a Dime, that podcast that we did last month. And she was talking about the smaller ways that you can just kind of add color to your house and just kind of do little upgrades that don't cost a lot. And I found really cute placemats and cloth napkins. And so my goal is to stop using paper towels so much. I just constantly use paper towels, whether it's a greasy pan that I don't want to get my rag all greasy, or I just want to clean up a quick spill at dinner time. I would just grab paper towels and hand them to the kids, use them as napkins. And so that is my goal in the to stop using paper towels so much, especially because I did find out that in some counties they can't be recycled, Mm -hmm. that they just go in the trash. And so by having cloth napkins and super cute placemats I've saved on using paper napkins and paper towels and I have this pop of color in my kitchen that I just love it's really they're teal and so I can always switch them out if I want to and they're easy to wash and they don't require any ironing anything like that so that's where I've started yeah, ironing napkins sounds like the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> really? I think Especially so with children. I don't have time for that. <laughs> nope, nobody does. <laughs> awesome. So the question that Anne, um, she just whispered to me, she asked me where I got them. And I got them actually down at the Navy Exchange, Pax River. I was with my mom and we were just shopping. But I think like Home Goods has a lot. You can find them, I would guess Target, like other the big box stores. Um, but Ikea. Oh, Pam. So another coworker, she just suggested Ikea. So I think that's a great one too. And again, yeah, they're just really easy to swap out. And I bought, I have place settings for four on my table right now. So I have eight so that when the dirty ones, I just, you know, pull out the clean ones. And so then I can just keep them in a nice cycle. Yeah. So great. Yeah. That's awesome. I use cloth napkins too. And I find that more is better and I probably no joke have 40 napkins oh because I have two <laughs> very small children and so constantly washing them and not feeling guilty about that mm-hmm. but it just means I can oh grab another napkin and it's so accessible opposed to always going to those paper mm-hmm. towels yep. so as long as they're ready and on hand they're a great yep. a great swap I feel that way too with dish towels so then this is kind of led into I have you know six or seven dish towels that I just keep super handy like even on my countertop so that if I do have to clean up a spill I'll reach for that instead of the paper towels definitely yep yeah so nice all trying to do our part what about you Joyce what do you do at home to to reduce or reuse or recycle Hi, this is Joyce, and I'm associate editor here at Chesapeake Family, and I have two kids that are both in college, 
and we really got more into recycling when the kids were younger. They participated in a camp called Sea Turtle Camp. It's in North Carolina. And what that did is it really opened their eyes to the world of plastic. A woman named Jean Beasley began the camp, and she did a whole presentation on how plastic is affecting our oceans and beyond. And it's not just the straw that gets stuck in the sea turtle's nose, but those little bits of plastic are also being consumed by us as consumers because as they break down, they do not go away. But the boys became very, very much aware of when you get that plastic straw, that plastic bag, that grocery bag, all of these things end up somewhere and they don't go away. So little things that started whenever we would go to a park, we have a trash bag with us. And as annoying as it was sometimes with them stopping to pick up every little tiny plastic cap and bottle, we've all gotten in the habit of if we see plastic somewhere, we pick it up and throw it away. As far as at home, if we stop and get that Happy Meal at McDonald's when they were little, we didn't get the straws that went with it. We started either not using straws or using reusable straws. Uh, We've gotten those off of Amazon, but they are also available in local stores. Uh, We've gotten the metal ones, which are not hard, and they're not hard to disinfect. There's plastic ones out there, but again, in trying to stay away from that, we've gone to the metal straws. When we do use plastic, we try to make sure it's a reusable plastic container that you're putting the sandwich in things like that as opposed to the plastic baggie trying to not do small loads of laundry do larger loads of laundry so you're not using as much water you know watch your showers after you're initially wet turn the water off soap yourself all up and then turn the water back on it helps a lot and the kids have gotten used to instead of taking that 20 25 minute shower our water bill went from $300 a month down to less than a hundred dollars when we pay it It whoa that's a big change it makes a big difference not just for the environment but for your budget and once the kids get in the habit of doing those things it you know it's second nature to them and now that they're in college heaven forbid you bring in a plastic water bottle that's not that's a disposable water bottle all of those kids not just my kids but it seems like all of the kids at college carry a reusable water bottle with them constantly and they're leading the way my oldest son Matthew his freshman year of college had an environmental fellowship he was able to get Stetson University to completely switch from using plastic straws in the cafeteria to plant-based straws and then moving on to plant-based utensils or were just utensils in the cafeteria that would be washed that's great kids you know it has made a huge difference now they are in Florida and they see a direct correlation with the local wildlife but still it's you know every little it makes a change and when you say oh you know there's millions of pieces of plastic out there what is using this one straw going to do and I kind of think back to the parable I'm not sure if parable is the right word but there's a story about a gentleman walking along the beach throwing starfish back in the ocean and someone says well why are you bothering to do that what difference does it make and he says it makes a difference to that one starfish so if not using that straw keeps a straw from going in one sea turtle's nose or, you know, blocking their airway, or, you know, if you follow the National Aquarium, you will see all of the rescue work they do. Plastic is devastating to our wildlife, but it's also devastating to us. So every little bit adds up. Definitely. Thanks, Joyce. Hi, I'm Ann. I'm the editor here. My big win this year is that I've eliminated Ziploc bags in the kids' lunches. That's a big deal. Not that it's, you know, the, and the most important thing, but I've managed to not use any all year long i got a couple of silicone ziploc bags that are working really well i got them at target for i think it was like 
$10 for two of them and they are working great for sandwiches and snacks and things like that. And, uh, I've yet to figure out how silicone is endlessly recyclable, but it's supposed to be. Something else I've been thinking about doing is laundry instead of the, you know, giant plastic bottle of detergent switching. I've seen a couple ads for they're like strips of detergent and you just drop one in and I keep meaning to buy them and I haven't. So that's my new goal. Is I'm so to glad you that. mentioned that. And I have some. Oh, it good. sort of reminds me of like a fruit roll up, yeah. but for laundry detergent. So it's just dehydrated laundry detergent in these strips mm-hmm. and you can just rip off how much you want to use. Um, I also have these little pods almost like that you would use for your dishwasher Mm -hmm. that have the detergent inside but then the outside just disintegrates and I've used that for my washing machine as well and they all come in of course cardboard boxes which are recyclable so then you don't have to worry about these big plastic containers yeah Um, and it works really well. Oh good all right I'll have to get on that. The other thing we I was thinking about that with hand soap just keep running out of hand soap and instead of buying we would at least buy the big bottles so that we could refill but then with the uh, the pump soaps it was harder to get a big container and we finally realized that we can just use dish soap and put them in the foaming hand wash and fill it with water and it works great so now I just have to buy one kind of soap and then I can wash hands everywhere (laughs) Hi, I'm Pam, and I'm a sales rep here at Chesapeake Family Life, and so I guess my big contribution is we do a lot of composting. We raise our own garden. My husband was born and raised on a farm, so he's very knowledgeable in gardening and all that stuff, so any kitchen food waste that we have, it goes into a composter. Coffee grounds, I use the reusable pod for the coffee machine. I empty those into... Uh, can and then that can once it's full goes out into the garden eggshells all go into the garden any type of greens or salads anything like that all goes into the composter into the gardens every other day or so and it depends on how much is in there and I know that there's people that say you should have worms and all of that in it but to be honest with you we just throw the stuff in there and it does what it's supposed to do a lot of the things I don't even put into the composter, I'll just throw directly into the garden on the dirt, and then my husband will till it into the dirt, so we have very rich soil. So mm. it's a win-win. Yeah. What do win. you do about smell? Or I feel like that's a, a concern that some people have. Do you worry about smell in your kitchen as you're collecting these scraps? Is that a problem? No, not at all, because what I've done is I've taken, I have cats, so I've taken one of their litter box one of the containers that their litter comes in and that's what I dump it into so and I keep using lid. that over and over again and I keep that on my back deck it seals up and then once it's full it'll either go into the composter or actually onto the garden itself gotcha. so you actually keep your scrap bin on the deck so it's not in the kitchen proper it's not in the kitchen okay. it's not in my house it's that's on my back idea. deck so yeah so that's that's pretty much what we do <laughs> Oh, 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 Anne has something. We compost as well. And for Christmas, we got a, it's a stainless steel cylinder and it's got a charcoal filter inside the Ooh. lid. So it actually looks really nice and it's got little holes on the top, but it's it's only about a foot tall. And so you can keep it on the counter because it actually looks In nice. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Great. And the charcoal filter keeps it from stinking. Perfect. So, so far it works really well, but I have learned that not to put it back out on the deck, which is what I'll do when something's full so that it, we take it up to the garden 
if it rains, there are holes on the top, uh, so then the charcoal filter gets wet, and it's gotcha. kind of a mess. So just keep it inside. And how often do you have to change the filter? You know, I don't know. I don't think we've even... That's a good sign. I don't even think we've <laughs> changed it yet, unless we changed it after it got all wet. I think we, it okay. came with two filters, and so far, so good. Although, in the wintertime, I don't compost as much, because then somebody has to walk up the hill of the big compost pile, and it's cold, so... Totally fair. So I use the garbage disposal much more in the winter. So I'm Jen. I have, uh, I'm a sales uh, rep here along with Pam. Mm -hmm. I have four kids and I am really glad that I went last because I enjoyed listening to everyone. And as Claire was talking about reusing napkins, my kids use paper towels and just, you know, paper napkins that I buy. But I'm like laughing because they must never use the napkins because when their meal is done, it, they're not dirty. So then I just put them back. But I think I am going to go ahead and, and get some cloth napkins. And so that kind of made me feel like maybe I should be doing that. Ziploc bags has been a very big thing for me. And I know we've talked about it in a staff meeting. And I remember telling you, Anne, that I needed some names of Ziplocs and I need to figure out what I could do to replace the Ziplocs that I was using in my kids lunches because I am probably for my two younger ones my two younger middle and high school I'm probably using eight Ziploc bags a day which is so terrible and I do try if the chips come home and they're not all gone I do try and reuse them the next day but I'm having a really big issue with the Ziploc bags I used to recycle them in the yellow bins, but then I got a sticker on my bin recently basically saying that they weren't recyclable. So now I have to, I guess they're recyclable up at the grocery store with the shopping bags. I'm not sure. I've been putting them in there, but I don't know. I did purchase some silicone bags off of Amazon, but they're too cumbersome to fit into the lunch boxes. So I'll have to get the information from Anne. And you can tell me what brand that you bought, and I'll give it a try. But it's hard. I mean, you know, in the silicone bags that I have, I put them in the dishwasher, and you take them out, and they're not dry. They're all wet. You know, so it's... Right, it, part it's, of its behavior change and yeah, trying to figure it's, it's out Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's more convenient just to get Ziploc bags and, and do that. But, you know, we, we do definitely have to make changes. And we do use reusable straws, and we do as much as, as we can. I don't compost, but I don't garden. But maybe that's something to look into, too. So, yeah, that's yeah, Definitely. One of the things that we started using in our house instead of Ziploc bags are these little bags, and they come in a bunch of different sizes. Mm -hmm. And they feel like fabric but they are waterproof. And I do just throw them in the dishwasher, but I do agree with you, Jen, that it is a little bit tricky when you take them out, yeah. they are not dry. So then just creating a space on the counter, like a rack or something to dry them on has been helpful. But it does, it sort of takes that behavior change or right. that thought process. Anytime you're acquiring new things or a new system, you have to sort of work out the kinks. Right, I totally agree. And as busy parents, that's a challenge. It's like, oh my gosh, one more thing that I have to deal with. I think one something that's been helpful, though, is tackling these problems just one at a time and not feeling overwhelmed by, oh, my gosh, I need to cut plastic completely from my house entirely, but maybe going through your systems one at a time or starting with your kitchen or maybe your bathroom or your laundry room and just thinking like, okay, what's one thing that I can do to cut down and sort of work out the kinks one at a time so you're not overwhelmed. But I agree. Right. Some days it's just like, you know what? <laughs> I need this coffee and I don't have my reusable cup and I'm just going to buy it anyways because this is my sanity at stake. Right. And I do um, think if everyone does little changes, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So 
Yeah, one step at a time. Yep. One one turtle at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're talking a lot about the kitchen and things in the kitchen, is there any place else that you can think as, oh, yeah, you're right. What about how I shop for clothes or a brand that you like with clothes or maybe your makeup routine or something to do with your commute or landscaping? Because, um, Pam, you were talking about gardening. So thinking about in other areas in your life that this stuff kind of creeps in as well in a good way. This is Claire again. And when Janet just mentioned clothes, I am a big bargain hunter. And there was this great NPR article where it's talked about the secondhand clothes and just on the sheer magnitude of available clothing in this world. And that by shopping at bargain places like consignment stores, Goodwill, Salvation Armies, um, garage sales, we have a local woman who she runs the she sale and the we sale so that is again a consignment for women's clothes housewares she does children's clothes baby clothes baby toys baby equipment and so that was something that was a godsend for I didn't want to pay full price for these toys that I wasn't sure my kids were going to pay for and so by going to the consignment it enabled another mom to clean out her house and for me to have it for the time that I needed it and then actually resell it again at at consignment and so little things like that in regards to clothes and again it's bargain hunting it's so much fun to find you know a nice quality pair of pants or a sweater or a pair of shoes that is a well-made and pretty expensive when brand new and you're like I got these for 15 bucks this is awesome so a little something just it adds fun too On that note, Claire, I know that there was just a big remodel done here at the Chesapeake Family Life magazine office, and there was a lot of furniture that needed to find a new home. What was the process and what was the green choice that was made to to help get rid of that stuff? I think we just put it out on FreeCycle. I mean, there's so many really great sources out there. Facebook will have a marketplace. I know that we, Chesapeake Family Life, we even have a, a swap. Chesapeake Family Mom Swap or Mom Swap and Sell just to say, hey, we're offering, you know, free furniture that can be used to repurpose. We did how many, was it last summer? The woman who, she went to different furniture sales and Goodwills and she got all this old TV stands and old china cabinets and she turned her backyard into a Harry Potter. She turned it into Diagon Alley and she just, and half, if not it was mostly, it was almost all donated or... It was interesting because, you know, we've all gone to the day of the flat screen TV. Right. And people do not have a use for the giant entertainment centers anymore. And they're very hard to unload. So people were giving her old dining room hutches and entertainment centers. And she was able to repurpose them, paint them. And I believe she is a lawyer by trade now. But prior to that, she did have an art degree. So she did have that working for her that many of us don't necessarily have that background. But when you saw it, you did not look and say, oh, my gosh, look, there's a dining room hutch. You saw Diagon Alley. And it was really, really cool. That's awesome. So there's lots of ways to repurpose things and just think about, do I need to buy new or is there one out there that I could rehome Right. And keep from going to the landfill. Yeah. So Pinterest, Ikea hacks. So just a quick Google. Yes, I mean, there's, think. it's just amazing if you go on Pinterest or you just Google pallet projects, which you can make out of an old pallet that would typically land in the landfill from right. wine racks to bookshelves for your kids in their room to wall units. I mean, it's just amazing what you can do with 
simple things with a little bit of effort and a sander and some paint. Yeah, definitely. But I did want to bring up one more topic, and I don't know if anybody wants to pitch in from personal experience. I haven't used them, but I know that you know if you've got a daughter that is heading into puberty, you know, menstrual products are a big thing for landfills. And there are so many other options now. I know growing up, I'm, I'm in the over 50 sect now, but growing up, you know, you had two options, pads and tampons. And none of that was biodegradable. None of that was reusable at that point. Everything was disposable, but ends up in the landfills. And I believe I was just trying to scan on my phone while we were talking that there are billions of feminine products that end up in landfills just in the U.S. alone. And it was something like the average woman, depending on, you know, when your cycle starts, when your cycle ends, you'll have over 400 menstrual cycles in your lifetime. How many pads and tampons are you using in that at that point? And there are many other options out there. And I think if you're, say, over 40, it's a bit of a challenge to say, okay, I'm going to switch from my usual product to a menstrual cup or two organic pads. But kids these days are embracing the menstrual cups and their washable panties and things like that that are built for that to not end up in the landfill. So... I don't know if there's anyone who has any personal experience with it, but it's just exciting to know that there's other options out there if people are willing to try them. Definitely. Thanks, Joyce, for bringing that up. Sure. uh, I know it's a difficult topic, but it's something we all have to deal with. Absolutely. I mean, half the population deals with this on a regular basis. So it's it's something important to talk about. (laughs) It's true. And the other half needs to be supportive. So true. Anyone else have any other thoughts in terms of, oh, these are things that I do around my house or that I use or love. Everyone has to check out the April. Here's the plug. (laughs) Go to the April issue. We'll have all these products that we have tested and or maybe not tested yet, but we'll have great ideas for products that you can use at home to reduce, reuse, and recycle. And the, the soap idea actually came from another, it was on a Facebook ad at me, but they're little tablets that you put in with water in the reusable soap dispensers and then I thought about it I was like well why do I need a tablet I have soap so I put the soap in there and it still foams so it was great but that's perfect yeah I think soap is is sort of low-hanging fruit in, mm-hmm. in the fact that we can it's an easy change I, I did the same thing actually for shampoo and conditioner oh. I now have bar shampoo and bar conditioner which again it's a little bit of a behavior change in terms of learning how which is so silly to say learn how to wash my hair again but learning especially someone with long hair how to use a bar to wash my hair but it it totally works and I like it and um, it comes in car little these teeny tiny cardboard boxes that then I can just recycle those. So yeah, some of the stuff is... nicer than a giant bottle of shampoo that lasts three months right. and then it's done. Right. Absolutely. So lots of fun ideas. I think a lot of people automatically do this and don't even realize it. Right. Because like the napkins, uh, you know, it's something that I do, but it's just become such habit, the rewashable rags. Right. That you don't even think of it as recycling, but we are contributing and not even thinking about it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Definitely. Well, thank you so much to the staff of Chesapeake Family Life for talking to us today about things that we all do to be a little bit greener. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you enjoyed what you heard today, check out more at thirdfloorviews.com. I'm Jenna Jefferson. This is Third Floor Views. Thank you for listening.